Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Three, two, one. But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Welcome in, Earnhardt everybody. Jr. Episode 647 of the podcast. Yeah. This week, America. The Sports Podcast presented yeah. by oh, Betfred Sportsbook. It is Tuesday, November 26, 22nd, excuse me, 2022. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. And I hope everybody is ready for what should be a fun, fast, quick, yet very action-packed episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Here is what you need to know about today's show. Bottom line is this. We got some potential smoke coming out of the Vatican as the Lane Kiffin to Auburn rumors are really picking up steam now. Okay, remember, Ole Miss closes their season on Thursday. Well, Lane Kiffin had a press conference on Monday where he kind of was especially noncommittal about his future. There is a new report about Lane Kiffin's future at Ole Miss that we will discuss. And we're going to get some answers very soon on if he is the new head coach at Auburn. Fascinating details coming out of Mississippi as I record here. Also, we'll take a quick break and talk a little college hoops. Monday's episode, we did a little feast week preview in terms of the Maui Invitational. Today, we're going to go to the rest of college football, where, or college basketball, excuse me, where we talk about the PK-85 events, the battle for Atlantis. It's going to be a fun week of college basketball, so make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you're uh, in front of the tube. It is going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome week. Before we get to the show, a couple quick announcements. One, you know, the schedule for this week, it's kind of up in the air after today. We'll be traveling today. We'll be spending time with family, going to get out an episode at some point this week, just not totally sure when. Uh, so make sure to subscribe on Apple and Spotify so you get that alert when the new episode comes out. And then of equal importance, make sure to subscribe on YouTube because uh, we are closing in on 15K subscribers. There are 15,000 subscribers. If you haven't subscribed yet, would appreciate your support over on YouTube. We are growing that channel exponentially. More people are hearing and listening to the Aaron Torres pod than ever before. And I appreciate everybody's support for being part of what we do. With that said, though, like I said, a quick, fast episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have to get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, I have no doubt what the topic of the day will be on Tuesday in the world of college sports, as we have some new information on the Lane Kiffin to Auburn rumors. 
Now, this is something we I think we were actually pretty far ahead on on this show. We were really talking about the Auburn opening weeks before Brian Harson was fired, because if you remember what we talked about at the time was that if you were watching Auburn, it was clear that he just wasn't the guy. Um, you get smoked by Penn State. Penn State is good, but they're not elite. You barely survive against Missouri. And so even back then, we started talking about all the different possible candidates at Auburn. And one that came up was Lane Kiffin. And we got into all the reasons why. And we'll get into him again. But really, it was about a week ago where it feels like the Lane Kiffin smoke, if you will, the Lane train started to pick up steam on the tracks. Why is that? Well, it was because multiple Auburn reporters were reporting that Lane Kiffin was, in fact, the favorite of the new AD, John Cohen, and that John Cohen was vigorously pursuing Lane Kiffin as the school's next head coach. So what has happened since then? Well, really, even outside of what happened on Monday, I do think there were two important developments in the last week that led us to where we got Monday. The first, if you remember, One of the reasons, and we've talked about this quite a bit on this show, one of the reasons that we believe that Lane Kiffin could consider leaving Ole Miss has something to do with something to do with uh, something that Ole Miss can't control. Okay, we've talked about it before, but Mississippi state law says that state employees cannot sign more than four year contracts if you're a state employee in the state of Mississippi. And so it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. It doesn't matter if it's football or basketball or baseball or golf or soccer or whatever else you're coaching. doesn't matter whatever. The bottom line is Lane Kiffin can sign for no more than four years, unlike at a place like Auburn, at a place like LSU. Remember, LSU, Miami, you go on and on down the list. A lot of these schools have signed their coaches to 10-year contracts. Mel Tucker got a 10-year contract last year at Michigan State. And so I bring it up. Because Ole Miss cannot do that. And if Auburn comes over the top with a crazy 10-year fully guaranteed contract, it's just something that Ole Miss literally can't match. And so what has happened since then? Well, according to Richard Cross, who covers this team, he said that in the middle of last week, he tweeted this out on November 17th. So at the end of last week, last Thursday, he said that Lane Kiffin had officially been offered a new contract by Ole Miss that would make him one of the 10 highest paid head coaches in college football, okay? Not great at math. I always say it, but if you just do a quick Google search, he was making about seven and a half. Most of the top 10 head coaches in college football make over eight. Mark Stoops just signed a contract that's going to pay him 8.6. And so I would assume if Ole Miss, knowing they can only offer a four-year contract, really wants to keep Lane Kiffin, I would imagine it's in the 8-5 plus range, but according to a reporter who covers Ole Miss, that contract has been on Lane Kiffin's desk for a week now, or at least six, seven days. The fact that he has not signed it has been very curious to Ole Miss fans, very curious to Auburn fans, very curious to anybody who has followed it. The second big piece of news that has happened since the last time that we talked Lane Kiffin to Auburn is, oh, Ole Miss got smacked on on Saturday night against Arkansas. Now, credit to Arkansas. I don't think it was a distraction thing. I think it was a Ole Miss was out of the SEC title race. It was cold. Arkansas was fighting to get bowl eligible. Credit to Sam Pittman for having his guys ready. But there were a lot of people that kind of speculated 
those guys weren't ready because they were reading the newspapers and the Twitter message, Twitter and message boards that their head coach was leaving. So that brings us to Monday where two very interesting things happen. One, Lane Kiffin was just kind of sort of asked about it, and you could tell he is not happy to still be answering questions about this. Now, he wasn't asked directly about the Auburn job, but he was essentially asked about the idea that his players were potentially distracted on Saturday night against Arkansas. Here is what Lane Kiffin said about the situation. He was asked if they were if there was any distractions. He said they don't. I think they know how we operate, and they've been in this before. They don't even ask. I don't know what else to say. I'm extremely happy here. The difference in where this program is compared to three years ago, and we feel like we have really good support. Then he continued, I can get up here and give the pine box speech, and I'm not going to be the Alabama speech. I can give you those things. I don't know what those mean. Been here three years and have been fortunate enough to have three different contracts. I don't know why a fourth contract makes people feel better. Like I said, we're very appreciative of everything here. Now, some quick context when he says the pine box speech. So the pine box speech was a very famous speech that uh, ironically, Tommy Tuberville as the Ole Miss coach gave on a TV show prior to accepting the Auburn job. He was the Ole Miss head coach a million years ago. He was asked about the Auburn job. He said, they're going to have to take me out of here in a pine box. And, of course, a few weeks later, he leaves for Auburn. Now, he claims, in hindsight, he had issues with the administration, and the administration didn't want to give him a raise, blah, 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 blah. But that was what Lane Kiffin was talking about. And then when he said the I'm not going to Alabama thing, that was obviously in reference to Nick Saban, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So what Lane Kiffin basically said was like, look, If you want me to give the declarative statement, I'm not doing it because you guys throw it in my face. And the bottom line is I'm happy here. I've been happy here. All that good stuff. Just one problem. We got a second report from another guy who covers Ole Miss in the state of Mississippi on late Tuesday night. And here is what he said. This is from John Sokolov. John Sokolov, who covers Ole Miss and Mississippi State. He is a sports director. Uh, in the state of Mississippi. Here is what he wrote. And again, remember, Ole Miss's regular season ends on Thursday night when they play in the uh, Egg Bowl, meaning that by Friday, Ole Miss's season will be over. Regular season will be over. Here's what John Sokolov said. He said, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin plans to step down as Rebels coach Friday and head to Auburn to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Sources say the Tigers haven't officially offered the job yet to anyone, so Lane to Auburn is happening story soon. Ooh, buddy, there is a lot to peel back in this story as a reporter in the state of Mississippi says that he is going to resign as the head coach of Ole Miss on Friday and take the Auburn job. So a couple things stand out to me about this. One, it's very interesting that Lane, that that he also says that no offer has been made to anyone from Auburn. That just feels weird. Why is Lane Kiffin going to step down without a formal offer on his desk, on his table? That's something to monitor over the next few hours. I also thought I saw some interesting commentary about this as well. I thought I saw some interesting commentary. I saw Barrett Salee from CBS Sports brought up a great point. He said, look, 
I don't think Auburn wants anybody accepting their job before the Iron Bowl because remember, not only is it a big rivalry, but on top of that, not only is it a big rivalry, a prominent alum, Cadillac Williams, who you're probably going to want to keep on the staff if whoever the next head coach is, you don't want to upstage him. You don't want to embarrass him and have somebody publicly accepting or publicly making it clear that they're going to take the job before the Iron Bowl. So the point I'm trying to make, there's a lot of rumor, there's a lot of speculation, and what I think this ultimately comes down to, the good news is pretty straightforward. One, we're going to get an answer here very soon. Whether Lane Kiffin technically resigns on Friday, whether Lane Kiffin technically accepts on Friday, whether Lane Kiffin technically announces that he's coming back on Friday, we will finally get some closure. So will Auburn fans, and they'll either have their next head coach or they are going to have to look somewhere else, whether that is Deion Sanders, Hugh Freeze. I mean, I guess in theory, if they beat Alabama, maybe Cadillac Williams is their head coaching is their head coaching candidate. Now, in terms of what I think is going to happen, I'll just say this. Listen, this is we call this the silly season for a reason. Um, and I do think I I do still weirdly think this is some kind of weird leverage from Lane Kiffin and his camp to Ole Miss to get whatever they want out of Ole Miss done. Um, it feels weird that really, frankly, you know, listen, no disrespect to the guy that put it out there. That setup feels weird. Why would he resign the day after? Why? Like, like there's just a lot that doesn't make sense there. But there is a lot that does make sense. Now, in terms of why Lane Kiffin would take the job, we have already talked about it and we have talked about it at length. One, you can say what you want about Auburn but it is still, in fact, a better job than Ole Miss. Uh, I know there's been problems. I know there's been strife, but we have talked about it. Take out Brian Harson; He was a disaster. The coach before Brian Harson, Gus Malzahn, won the SEC a few times, won the SEC once, played for a national title, played for multiple SEC titles. The coach before him, Gene Chizik, won a national championship. The coach before him, Tommy Tuberville, easily could have won a national championship if there was a four-team playoff. The coach before him, Terry Bowden, uh, of course, had an undefeated regular season when Auburn wasn't bowl eligible. So don't tell me that Auburn isn't a great job because it is. And with Lane Kiffin, obviously, it is a step up. Keep in mind a few other things as well. One, and this is important, there is that whole four-year contract in the state of Mississippi thing. Again, I hate to keep beating the same dead horse, but it is important, right? If somebody's going to offer you a 10-year fully guaranteed contract or an 8-year fully guaranteed contract and the last place can only offer you 4 years, you're going to have to consider it. Whether you're a millionaire football coach, whether you're making 50k a year, whatever it is, you have to consider it for yourself, for your future, for your family, especially when as I just said, it is in fact a better job. On top of that, the NIL thing is real. Remember, we've talked about Ole Miss I love Ole Miss. I, I've, I've been to games there. I had a blast every time I've gone. But at the same time, Lane Kiffin has complained about the passion. Lane Kiffin has complained about the interest from fans. Lane Kiffin has basically said, this is like high school. Why are you guys showing up after kickoff? That isn't an issue at Auburn. And what especially isn't an issue is the NIL stuff. Remember, NIL, part of the reason that the new AD, John Cohen, went to Auburn was because their NIL setup is way ahead of where he was at Mississippi State, and it's reportedly way ahead of where Ole Miss is as well. Listen, we can fight it, we can argue it, we can hate it, but the truth is 
that NIL is going to play a big role in where recruits go going forward, and every coach wants access to the best recruits, and NIL is going to be the way to do it in the future. Now, in terms of why he might stay, he kind of said it in his press conference. He's happy at Ole Miss. His daughter lives with him. He's having a good time. They let him be him. And I do go back to something else that he said, which I think is very important as well. What did he say? He said, we've done three different new contracts in three years since I've been here. I don't know why the fourth one is going to make you guys and girls feel so much more um, comfortable, for lack of a better term. And it is interesting. I always go back to, what about last year? Remember when LSU opened? Remember when Miami opened? Remember when Florida opened? And everybody said that Lane Kiffin was the favorite there. He didn't go anywhere. I don't even know if he got any interviews, but he did get a big raise at Ole Miss. And I do wonder what's going on going forward. Again, I don't discredit any of the reporters down there. There's just something that feels awfully weird about this. Um, Listen, at this point, there's so much smoke. If you ask me what I think is actually going to happen, my guess would be that uh, it probably feels a little bit more likely that he leaves than he stays. I mean, it's pretty hard at this point when you have multiple reports, the weird commentary of everything that, that he has said over the last couple days. It does feel a little weird, but I'm telling you, this also sort of feels like a weird leverage play, and it wouldn't shock me at all if he signs a new contract at some point in the future. Here's the good news. Like I said, We are going to get answers here in probably the next 72 hours as Ole Miss gets set to rapid season on Thursday. With that said, I do want to take a quick break. When I come back, we will hit on Feast Week College Hoops. Really fun week. Started off with a bang in the Maui Invitational. Take a quick break. We will be right freaking back, baby. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. Listen, by now, I've told you the story, but I'm going to keep telling it because I love telling the story of Betfred. Started in the UK in 1967 with over 1,600 shops in the UK. They are one of the most respected sports books overseas and in Europe. And here's the best part. They have come to the United States and made a major splash. They are not only the presenting sponsor of all things Aaron Torres Media, But, oh, by the way, also the presenting gambling sponsor of the Cincinnati Bengals, the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos. And what I love about Betfred, they do more for their betters and more for their customers than anybody going. I've told you before, but we sent our listeners to the Denver Broncos VIP tailgate. 
Stay tuned. Your boy Torres may be in Cincinnati for a Bengals game. Could I bring some of you with me? There's only one way to find out. Stay tuned to this show and, of course, download the Betfred Sportsbook app and uh, hang out with Betfred. They are awesome. I love working with them. And here is the best part about Betfred. They are offering listeners of the Aaron Torres pod the best deal going in sports betting. Bet $250 on any game this weekend. You like Michigan over Ohio State, Ohio State over Michigan, Clemson over South Carolina, Kentucky over Louisville. I don't care who you bet. But you bet 50, you get 250 in free bets, courtesy of the Betfred Sportsbook. It is the best offer going. Take advantage right now and tell them Torres sent you. Bet 50, get 250 in free bets. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back the sponsor of the Aaron Torres Pod NFL Pick'em Challenge, Bracket Fanatics. By now, I've told you all about Bracket Fanatics. Love working with them. Have worked with them on multiple NCAA tournaments. And this year, they started a weekly NFL Pick'em Challenge just for listeners of the Aaron Torres Pod. Here's what you got to do to take advantage. Go to bracketfanatics.com. Join bracket. When you join the bracket, the bracket is named Torres. Do that and you're automatically to enter to win certain prizes. What are those prizes you're probably wondering? Well, first prize is this. $1,000 season long cash prize. So you make picks every single week. Just pick every single game, winner and loser. That's all you got to do. The winner with the most picks over the course of the season, $1,000 season long cash prize. But here is the great part. In addition to the $1,000 season-long cash prize, we're still given $100 weekly cash prizes in case you have not signed up yet. And so if you have not signed up yet, again, go to BracketFanatics.com, join Bracket, Bracket named Torres, and you will automatically be entered to win $100 weekly cash prizes. We have obviously to this point had 10 weekly winners Congrats to all the weekly winners so far. We will name our week 11 winner later in this week. Thank you to Bracket Fanatics, our sponsor of our Aaron Torres pod, NFL Pick'em Challenge. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. 
All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, final segment of the show. So good to be back. Couple quick things before we get to college hoops. One, fast show today, fun show today. Two, Lane Kiffin has already come out and denied the rumor that he is going to resign as the old Miss head coach effective on Friday. Now, to me, I don't really know that that means all that much, right? Until that ink is on the paper, I would still be worried if I was an Ole Miss fan, but I also stand by what I said a minute ago. Something just doesn't feel right, so that is the update there. Obviously, as we learn anything, we'll keep you updated here on the Aaron Torres pod, and we will figure out when we do another show. We might have to do one from the Thanksgiving table if Lane Kiffin resides after the Ole Miss game. But with that said, let's switch gears. Let's talk college hoops, because to me, I will just tell you, Point blank, end of story. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year, and this is one of the best weeks of the year if you are a college basketball fan. It's known as Feast Week. We have all these great tournaments. Uh, The Maui Invitational tipped off on Monday, so that was really cool. I'm actually recording between the two sets of games. We had two early games, a 2.30 Eastern and about a 5 o'clock start. And then the late night game, San Diego State plays Ohio State and also Arizona plays Cincinnati. Those games are on after I'm recording. Really quickly, what I would say, though, is if you missed the two games on Monday afternoon, we are going to get a heck of a semifinal on Tuesday as Creighton and Arkansas, two top 10 teams will play. Creighton, I was blown away by how good they looked. They were playing one of the best defensive teams in college basketball in Texas Tech. You could see early the tempo, the, the the speed, the intensity that Texas Tech played with was getting to them. Oh, just one problem. They figured it out in the second half. All five starters finished in double figures. Creighton is a legitimate team. Listen, we talked about them in the preseason. The bottom line is people try to tell you, oh, they weren't ranked this high in Ken Palm and the advanced analytics don't love them. I watched college basketball, and I told you, they dealt with all sorts of injuries last year, and as the season went on, as the injuries piled up, they're the one team I've ever seen. They kept getting better as more guys went down, uh, went to the Big East Championship game. Remember, last year they were replacing all five starters. Go to the Big East Championship game, lose to Villanova, play Kansas in the second round, and keep in mind they pushed Kansas about as hard as anybody did in the NCAA tournament before falling to them. Four starters back. Added Baylor Shireman, the transfer out of South Dakota State, and all five starters had double figures. And speaking of a great performance, the game after was unbelievable as well. Arkansas-Louisville, you know, I thought Louisville actually played pretty hard. I thought they competed really well for most of that game. But uh, Jay Billis said it, and I thought he was 100% correct. I don't always agree with what Jay Billis says, but he just said they had more bodies, they were more athletic, they were more physical, and they wore him down. Name to know there in that game, Anthony Black with 26.6 assists, the true freshman. He will be a top 15 pick. But what stands out to me about Arkansas, they win by, I think, 27 points was the final score, 80 to 53, if I remember correctly. And here's the crazy part. They did it without Nick Smith, who is going to be a top five pick in the next NBA draft. And then Trevin Brazil, the guy we've talked so much about on this show, was held to one point while he was in foul trouble. And yet another player stepped up for Arkansas. I think they really have four or five guys on any given night who can get you 20 points. So that will be one semifinal. Stay tuned for that on Tuesday. And I'm hoping we get the San Diego State Arizona semifinal in the other game. Really quickly, let's talk about some of the other events in the, uh, you know, the the, um, champ, uh, not champ week, feast week that are coming up. Really, there are three events worth noting outside of Maui. And the bottom line is it's really because we have this PK-85 event in Portland 
on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. For people who forget, the PK85 is the event that honors Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. So you have two separate eight-team brackets. So that really sucks up all the good teams. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But uh, Gonzaga, UConn, North Carolina, Duke, Villanova are all there. So that really leaves not as many good teams for some of these other events. But what I would say is the one that you do want to watch outside of this one, the Battle for Atlantis is always a great field. This year it is excellent as well. Kansas, Tennessee, Dayton, and USC, I would argue, are the headliners there. What do you need to know about this event? Well, one, Kansas is the defending champ, um, and they looked really good against Duke in that opener. Now, I, I said it at the time. I don't know if there's anything truly special about this Kansas team, but what I will say Jalen Wilson, fourth-year starter, returnee, third-year starter. He had an injury his freshman year, I should say, but he's one of the few returnees off last year's national championship team. He was awesome against Duke, 26 points. He is averaging 25 points per game, and maybe I was wrong. Maybe he is the special on this team, but he has been great early. Overall, I like Kansas's depth. I like their balance. Bill Self will be back for this tournament. Remember, self-imposed four-game suspension, no pun intended, and I'm curious to see how they look as they continue to play good competition, play Duke earlier. Um, also in this bracket, a couple other teams that stand out. One, Tennessee. Now, they took care of business against Gonzaga in that charity exhibition. But as we've seen with Gonzaga, they got smoked by Texas, did not look great against Michigan State. And as I said on Monday's show, I didn't think they looked great against Kentucky either. Finished with 18 turnovers in that game. And so I bring it up because was Tennessee that good? Or did they beat Gonzaga before we knew that maybe Gonzaga wasn't elite? We're going to find out in this tournament. Tennessee did take a loss a few weeks ago to Colorado. That was a weird game. A lot of fouls. The game was in Colorado at elevation. So I'm willing to give Tennessee the benefit of the doubt, but I want to see them in this event. Also worth noting, USC, Andy Enfield took a loss to his former team, Florida Gulf Coast, uh, earlier this fall. What's interesting about USC, you know, I obviously live in LA. I know a little bit more maybe than, than some people. They had a five-star freshman, very scary situation. He was a center, name's Victor. Um, he actually you know, had an incident where he collapsed on the court during practice and has not been able to go. And so because of it, USC has kind of had to readjust everything that they're doing all offseason long because they thought they had a five-star, seven-foot center that is no longer available to them. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully everything works out all right for him. But he is under medical supervision. So to be clear, it's not as though like, oh, my goodness, this is he's OK. But from a basketball perspective, USC had to regroup. Another team worth noting in this event, Dayton. Remember, Dayton was ranked in the preseason top 25. They took a loss early. And so because of it, they are unranked. But this is a team that give, has given Kansas fits. Remember. A few years ago, they played in the Maui Invitational with Obi Toppin, forced overtime there. Last year, beat Kansas at the ESPN Events Invitational. Uh, I like uh, I, I like that Dayton team. Curious to see how they do against good competition. They, too, have taken a loss. few other notes on this one. One, Butler. Remember, Thad Mata is back as the coach of Butler in this one. NC State, Kevin Keats, obviously desperate, desperate, desperate for a win. Let's get to outside of the battle for Atlantis. The PK-85 event. So I just told you, the PK-85, it's two separate eight-team brackets. And I want to start with the first one. They call it the Phil Knight Invitational. That is a loaded field. It includes the preseason number one North Carolina, the Villanova Wildcats, Michigan State, 
Alabama, Oregon, UConn, and Iowa State, okay? And so we're going to start at the bottom half of that bracket where I'm telling you, two teams that have really caught my eye early, my UConn Huskies and the Alabama Crimson Tide. For UConn, I know everyone's going to say, oh, Torres, you're a homer. All I'll tell you is this. UConn played UNC Wilmington last Friday night. They smacked them, okay? After the game, the UNC Wilmington coach said, that is the best team that we have seen all year. And why that is important is because UNC Wilmington played UNC to start the season. And so what the coach said was that UConn was tougher on them than the number one team in the country. And so I look at UConn. Here's what you need to know about them. One, Adama Sonogo, returnee from last year. He has been excellent so far this season. Already a two-time Big East Player of the Week, averaging 21 points and eight boards. Tristan Newton, a guard that we've talked about a lot. He was a transfer, 11 points, five boards, four assists. Alex Caraban, redshirt freshman, averaging double figures. He is a stretch four. I'm telling you, this UConn team is deep. They're talented, and they are getting healthy at the right time. Andre Jackson, Jordan Hawkins, both projected first-round picks, uh, are both going to be back for this event. Really quickly, another team that I am fascinated by is Alabama. Alabama, for people who have not seen them, they are athletic, they are deep, and they are playing really good basketball together. They have won four games in dominant fashion so far this season. The name you need to know there. You talk about impact freshman, Brandon Miller averaging 20 points and nine and a half rebounds per game. Big wing. Nate Oates has compared him to Paul George. I will just tell you, we've spent all this time talking about the, you know, the Kentucky guys and the Arkansas guys and the Duke guys. Brandon Miller is going to be a top 10 pick. You can mark it down. AT is telling you, take it to the bank. This kid, Brandon Miller is the real deal. Alabama opens against Michigan State. I'll tell you, I think that's going to be a fascinating matchup. We've talked a ton about Michigan State. I don't need to really go too deep on that one, right? We kind of know Michigan State's deal. Older team, guards, Joey Hauser, Mati Sissoko down low. I think Alabama's going to give them fits. I don't have a line yet, but that is a game I would watch out for in terms of the point spread. And then on the other half of the bracket, fascinating deal as we get the number one North Carolina Tar Heels. We kind of know about North Carolina, right? Like there's, We know what there is to know. They're the number one team in the country. They're coming off a national championship game appearance, but they really have not been tested so far this season. And so when I look at this team, what this comes down to, how do they handle things as the competition level increases? Now they have a little bit of a break with how the schedule starts. They do not play a super marquee opponent early, but they could potentially face Villanova in the second round. Villanova coming off a loss to Michigan State the other night. But North Carolina, Villanova on one side of the bracket, Alabama, Michigan State, UConn, Oregon on the other side of the bracket. Really quickly, the second PK-85 event, boy, oh boy, you talk about another loaded bracket. Here are the teams in the second PK-85 event. They call this one the Phil Knight Legacy Tournament. Duke, Florida State, Gonzaga, Purdue, West Virginia, Xavier. A couple things stand out to me on this one. One, Duke and Gonzaga are obviously on separate sides. Duke, a potential second-round matchup. How about this? Two first-year head coaches at their schools. Todd Golden at Florida. We've talked a little bit about him. Young guy, boy genius, believes in the analytics. You know who he's playing? In round one, Mr. Old School grinded out Sean Miller. So fascinating contrast to Styles. The winner will play Duke. Gonzaga on the other side of the bracket. 
will likely face what will face either Purdue or West Virginia, two teams that I think we're still kind of learning about at this point. Obviously, we're going to learn a ton about them. Purdue lost a ton off last year's Sweet 16 team, most notably Jaden Ivey. Their big guy, Zach Eady, is averaging close to 20 points per game. West Virginia, how about this? Top four scores, four transfers from four different schools. A couple other news and notes. You know, the ESPN events tournament is the one that's in uh, Orlando. Memphis is there. Curious to see Memphis. Seton Hall, remember, they have Shaheen Holloway as their head coach now. Stanford, Florida State. Uh, Oklahoma with Porter Mosier. They've already taken a few weird losses there. And then finally, um, the Emerald Coast Classic. Pay attention to this one. Iowa and TCU, both really good teams. With that said, I do think it is time for me to get out of here. It is time to go. Before we get out of here, I want to remind you of a couple quick things. One, if you're not subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. And again, make sure you are subscribed on the YouTube channel. Uh, we're going towards 15K. If I don't do a full episode, may do some quick reaction depending on some stuff that happens over the course of the next few days. With that said, it is time for me to get out of here. As I said, as I promised, a quick, fun episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, but it is time for me to go. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you have fed. Oh, and one more thing. If I don't speak to you guys and girls, Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys and girls spend lots of time with friends, family, loved ones. Just know that I appreciate all your support. Cannot do what I do without all of you. So thank you, and I will be back again soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.